everybody. Welcome back to You Say Witch Like It's a Bad Thing. My name is Shelby the Gemini. I am your host for today. And I'm really excited to kind of just get into this topic. I know we're getting pretty close to Halloween, the 31st of October. And I know everybody knows pretty well what Halloween is in a commercialized sense with all of the candy and the trick-or-treating. You know, it's the highlight of everybody's childhood. But today in this episode, I want to kind of dive into the kind of more spiritual, deeper meaning of this time of year. If you are a witch and you follow the Wheel of the Year, this is what we call Samhain um, or All Hallows Eve. It has much more of a spiritual representation than the commercialized candy Halloween that most people know. So I kind of want to talk about everything um, that Samhain actually is, what this time of year actually brings, and creative ways that you can do uh, as a group or even on your own to just celebrate this time of year because we really do have so much to celebrate. So I'm really excited to jump right into this, so let's take a look. I want to start off talking about a little bit of what Samhain actually is and kind of the folklore behind that. It comes from a Gaelic holiday that actually represents the end of the harvesting season and the beginning of the new year. Samhain is a neo-pagan or pagan tradition. It's celebrated from October 31st to the evening of November 1st, and this is a time where your ancestors and your past loved ones will actually return to our world, and they will return to their loved ones. So a lot of people will leave out offerings for them to kind of help guide them on their way. One of my favorite stories that most people don't really know about Samhain is uh, when the dead return, you actually, most people would put a candle in their window to help guide them back to the spirit world once this was all finished with on the evening of November 1st. So that's actually where jack-o'-lanterns kind of stemmed from. People started putting jack-o'-lanterns with candles outside on their front porch and now it's become so commercialized that most people don't even know what it actually is representative of. But as you do that, you're helping to guide the spirits back to the spirit world once this veil is starting to close. I should also mention that it is only celebrated the 31st and the 1st of November in the um, Northern Hemisphere. The Southern Hemisphere is actually celebrated from April 30th to May 1st. One pretty common traditional celebration of Samhain is what is called a dumb supper. So you create these meals that have been passed down to you from generation to generation, and when you serve the food, everybody is silent. Nobody talks while you're eating the food, nobody talks while it's being served, as it's giving that moment of silence and that respect for your ancestors and the dead who have come back to our plane to be able to visit us. Now, celebrating Samhain doesn't have to be so extravagant, and you don't really have to be so stressed out or concerned about it. It really can just be one of the most simplest things. Um, you can do things as simple as talking about your loved ones and telling stories from when you were a kid, um, about your grandparents maybe that have passed on, and just educating your family on where it is that you come from, your history and your roots, so that they're able to kind of pass that along in the future as as well. 
I grew up in the LDS church. Obviously, I'm no longer affiliated, but I grew up in the LDS church, and in the church, genealogy and the study of family history is a huge concept. It's ridiculous how many resources they have and how much they push you to learn more and more about your ancestors. And so my family was super into that when I was a kid told us all types of stories from my great-grandparents that I had never met uh, to my grandparents. We still have family dinners once a month as an entire extended family. And every single time I sit at this table around everybody and they all tell stories about each other that I've literally never heard before. And so it's a really fun concept to be able to just kind of sit with your family and tell all of these stories about when you were a kid and when you were parents were a kid or when your grandparents were a kid that way they kind of understand a little bit more about exactly what line what bloodline they come from another concept that i really like to do around this time of year is to set up an ancestral altar it's really not too much different from a normal altar if you guys have one i just put out some kind of fall looking decorations and fake flowers that i literally bought from walmart along with um pictures of my past loved ones, people who I loved very dearly that have passed. I know we've had a couple in the last year, so this is my first law win with them not being actually in this physical plane with us. So it's going to be different, uh, but it's definitely one thing that I really, really love to do to honor those who have passed on in the role that they had in my physical life and as they continue to participate in my life from the spiritual planes up above. Obviously, you can absolutely carve pumpkins as that really is embracing the Halloween spirit. But again, like I said, it is also helping to guide those souls back to the spirit world as this veil starts to come to a close so that they aren't trapped here on Earth. In addition to the normal just carving pumpkins type of thing um, is because this is considered the witch's new year, because it is the end of the harvest season, it is a fantastic time to be manifesting specific goals. So to kind of help push that manifestation back up to the universe a little bit louder, you can actually write that manifestation on a piece of paper, put it into your jack-o'-lantern with a candle on top of it, and then as those spirits go back towards the spirit world, they'll stop by and just pick that up for you and take it with them on their way. I really also love the idea of honoring your departed loved ones with a memory offering. So what you can do with this is as the season begins, as we start to move into that fall season after Mabin, you can actually get like a glass or just mason jar to put on your altar. And throughout the season, you can write little memories of each of your departed loved ones that have come to mind as you're thinking about them throughout this time and just slip them into the mason jar that's on your altar and as you have guests come over you can invite them to do the same thing whether it's their own family members their own departed loved ones or ones that they knew along with you and then you can at the end of the season place a rose quartz in the jar and just keep the jar stored away and it will send love and just sweet medicine to these spirits um, just as an offering all year long
I also really love the idea of bonfires during this time. I don't know if everybody is a touch pyromaniac like I am, but I love bonfires, especially in the summer fall seasons. And bonfires are a really awesome way to go ahead and release things that are no longer serving you. I've seen a lot of people um, write down things that they're thankful for and throw it into a bonfire to release that to the universe as their gratitude or things that they want to release themselves, throw it into the bonfire and also release that to the universe to take that burden off of them. But then also just different types of clutter that you're trying to get rid of, things that you no longer need anymore that are capable of putting into a bonfire. It's just a really fun celebratory way to be able to just release things that are no longer serving you anymore or helping you to manifest a better life in this coming new year in the witch's wheel of the year. I also really enjoy doing candle magic this time of year and if you do candle magic you'll probably already know that the different colors for the candles that you use represent different types of meanings. Now the colors for specific candles that you would want to be using during this type of season would be black, gold, orange, purple, silver, and white. I usually use white candles. I put a whole bunch of them just along my altar and um, one for each of my deceased family members that I am choosing to honor that year. And I, as I light the candles, I say their name and thank them for, again, just being in my life and affecting me the way that they did. Sandalwood, patchouli, sage, and sweet grass are all really good incense scents to be able to burn during this time of year or just sage in general it doesn't necessarily have to be the incense but sage in general is a really good one again to just help clear out those energies and make room for this metaphorical new year that's coming in obsidian jet onyx bloodstone and smoky quartz are also really good crystals to carry with you along this time of year just to help you again reconnect to those ancestors and feel their presence in your life as this veil begins to thin there is a whole bunch of different spell work that is really good for this time of year as well. Divination being the number one, clearly because it's just easier to communicate with spirits. Ouija boards I wouldn't necessarily recommend, but I know not everybody has the same feelings about those as I do. I prefer tarot. Tarot is definitely my number one tool to divination. I find channeling the cards and just the energy of the universe and people that I'm looking to speak with through tarot is a lot easier that way, and the energy seems to just come through cleaner and clearer for me. I also really like to use pendulums um, in readings and like things like that to be able to confirm what the tarot has already told me. I don't typically use pendulums in a reading of their own just yet. That is a new one that I've actually just recently started using. I also have a set of runes. However, that's again learning a whole other language and I've been so focused on tarot that I don't even know how to read them yet, but that's also a really fantastic option. You can do divination with the way that different flames in the candle burn, um, whether or not it leaves soot along the side of the candle. There's a whole bunch of ways for divination to even occur. And this time of the year is the best time, A, to practice and to learn how to do it, and B, to get the clearest answers to come through. This time of year is really good for doing spells that will help you to see things clearer um, or to help you 
be comfortable with the ending of a specific era in your life. It is also really fantastic for releasing bad habits and banishing things from your life as well as protecting yourself. There's a lot of protection spells that really tend to stick around this time of year, especially with those ancestors being here to be able to help protect you. And then another one that I really like is past life regression. So not everybody believes in past lives. However, for those that do, this is a really good time to kind of look into that, study that, read different tarot spreads on that, do meditations on that because the veil, again, is thinner and you're able to kind of see more clearly into what it is that you're searching for, especially on an astral level. Like I said earlier, a lot of people end up leaving offerings on their altars for these past loved ones and spirits that pass through. There's so many different types of offerings that you can absolutely leave. If you're just starting out into witchcraft, just fresh, cool water in a glass is probably the best way to go and then just change this water pretty regularly, uh, usually about weekly. And then if you have been in witchcraft for a little bit or you're just kind of wanting to step it up a notch, incense, smoke is always a good offering. Flowers from outside, black coffee because who does not love coffee because I know I do. (laughs) Fresh fruit or any parts of your meals throughout the day. However, I just wouldn't recommend meat. And if you're doing food like that, I would really only recommend leaving it out for maybe a couple hours before throwing it away. And that's if you don't have kids. If you have kids and your altar is in an easily accessible place, I wouldn't necessarily suggest that. Another big one in the witch community as far as offerings to your deities and just to these spirits is alcohol. More specifically wine. A lot of times wine is left for them but again if it's in an easily accessible spot to kids I also do not recommend this one. If I have a plant that has survived through to this season during that year because I am single-handedly the worst green thumb on the planet, so, you know, I try every single year and they last about three or four months and then they all die, but if I happen to have a plant that has survived um, past my terrible skills of taking care of them and keeping them alive... I go ahead and put it on my altar as well just to represent our family tree um, and how full and luscious that's growing and to represent my new family and family tree that I will one day also be creating that will just be tied to them as well. However, sadly, most years they don't make it to this season, so that is why I end up buying fake flowers from Walmart to put on my altar. Is For that representation, that, and I know our cats also like to eat the flowers, so I don't want them to get poisoned, so this is also a great one. If you are a pet-friendly, animal-friendly household with pets that like to be jerks also and eat all of your plants... One of my favorite types of magic throughout the year, so it doesn't change when this season comes around, is absolutely spell jars. I love spell jars because you can do them once and they are kind of like a little charm. When I spell them, I make it so that if I need a little boost of that in my life, I can just shake the jar and it kind of reactivates that spell in my life so I don't have to go through the entire process all over again. Call me lazy, but I think it's just practical. (laughs) But in these spell jars, especially now in this specific time where banishing negative energies is a really good 
type of spell work to be working on. I like to get my jars either from Amazon. I have little tiny ones that I got from Amazon, or you can get um, jars with lids from the dollar store. For banishing negativity, I really like to use rosemary. Rosemary is kind of like the clear quartz of herbs. You can use it in place of any type of herb, uh, but rosemary in and of itself is really good at warding off evil spirits. It's a great psychic detox. It really purifies your life. I use it in an actual air freshener to be able to purify the energies in my house when I don't want to sage. It's really good for nightmare protection as well as past life recall, again, if you are into that. I also like to fill these with rock chips, uh, black tourmaline if you're doing protection, amethyst, um, to kind of help you manifest those psychic abilities. And then occasionally I'll like to write down my spell or exactly what it is that I'm wanting from this spell jar, and I'll just stick it inside, seal the lid, when it comes to this time of year and banishing negativity, black candles are the best to use. So you would just burn a black candle and melt the wax on top of that lid to seal the spell jar. I really hope that gave you guys some ideas on what you can do for Samhain this year or just kind of gave you a little bit of a background on that um, to see if you're even interested in celebrating Samhain. It is absolutely one of my favorite neo-pagan pagan holidays i'm not pagan however i do choose to celebrate some of them and this absolutely is one of my favorites um just along with the halloween atmosphere so i hope this gave you guys a lot of ideas i know sometimes it's hard to be practicing as a solitary witch where i come from there's not very many people who are super into it so i do pretty much all of my work on my own uh, but this is pretty much everything that i like to do for this time of year throughout the month of October specifically, so I really hope you guys enjoyed this. I'm excited to continue this podcast. It really has been such a blast, and I am truly loving it. So I hope you guys are loving it and learning a lot along with me, and I will see you on the next episode. Have a lovely rest of your evening, and remember that love is always the answer.